When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very two, ah, okay, just like the Rangers last night. And a very good Tuesday morning, afternoon, evening to you, Joe Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. It is a Tuesday. Uh, it is uh, May second, twenty twenty-three. The Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. I needed discount tire, and of course, our friends at DraftKings. We shifted the show from Monday to Tuesday so we could cover last night's Game Seven with the Rangers and the Devils, and what a disaster. I mean, I, 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 what else can I say? The Rangers got their ass kicked by the Devils last night. 4 nothing the final score. It probably wasn't even as close as that, if not for the brilliance of Igor Shesterkin, who was by far the best, the only Ranger that really showed up for this game last night. What a disgrace. I mean, this season just goes down in flames, right? This was supposed to be the year for the, for the Rangers, right? right or wrong? Let's be honest. All the firepower, all the star power on this team. They go out and they add Vladimir Tereshenko. They go out and they add Patrick Kane. And what do they get? They get Ungats is what they get. They get whacked by this young young devil team that was faster, that was hungrier. And, and, let's, and let's tell it like it is. The series turned. The Rangers are up 2-0. They're beating the crap out of the Devils the first two games. They beat them 5-1 both games. The series turned when the Devils coach, Lindy Ruff, made the switch from Varis, Vanisek, whatever the guy's name is, the goalie, to uh, uh, this kid Schmidt, Akira Schmidt. And he was fabulous. He shut the Rangers out twice in this series, including last night in the deciding seventh game. And that was the turning point. The Rangers lose the two games at the Garden. They get killed. They get shut out in game five back in Newark. They, they win. They do what they have to do to, to keep alive in game six at the Garden. They win 5-2 and then just did not show up for this game last night. Uh, there's so many places we could go. Artemi Panarin, what a disaster he was. Did he do anything in his series? He didn't score a goal. You know, he, he took limited amount of shots, too many passes, not enough shots. He was completely invisible in his series. And remember last year, outside of that game-winning goal in Game 7 against Pittsburgh in the first round in overtime, he did nothing. And he did nothing in this series against the Devils. How about Patrick Kane? They brought him in. He had one good game. The second game two of this series, and that was it. Patrick Kane did nothing outside of that. And I doubt he's going to be on this team next year. I doubt Tereshenko is going to be on this team next year either. What about Adam Fox? Adam Fox, right? Maybe, you know, a lot of people think the best defenseman in in the National Hockey League. How bad was he last night? And this game turns after a scoreless first period where the Devils really outplayed the Rangers in the first period. I mean, like I said, if not for Shostarkin, basically standing on his head, on his nose, and on everything else on his ear, okay, the Rangers are probably down three or four nothing in the first period. But the game turns. The Rangers are on a power play. Adam Fox in his own end. It's, it's basically the end of a four-on-four, and the Rangers are going to get the power play now. Adam Fox has the, the, the puck in his own end, and he nonchalantly 
tries to get it out. He hands it to one of the Devils. All of a sudden, it's a two-on-one. I think it was Andre Palat that he handed the puck to. How much do you like that guy? And he basically uh, hands the puck to Palat, who sets up the goal, a shorthanded goal, the second shorthanded goal in his series, by the way, for the Devils. The Devils take a one nothing lead, and you could have turned your sets off right there. You really could have. The Devils just kicked the Rangers' ass last night. They outskated them. They were the much faster team. They looked like the much hungrier team. And I don't want to say Schmidt outplayed Shesterkin because that's unfair to say. You know, Shesterkin, you know, faced a lot more, you know, big-time shots than Schmidt did. He made some nice saves. There's no doubt I want to take it away from the guy because, like I said, that's really where the series turned. But, you know, uh, the bottom line is the the Devils were the better team and the Rangers go down in flames in a seven-game series in a year where it looked like, you know, this was this was the year. They threw all their – the Rangers threw all their eggs into the basket of the 22-23 season. And it just, and it, it, it just evaporated. Where did they go from here? Tell me, where did the Rangers go from here? And they had it all set up, too. Boston gets knocked out by Florida in the, unbelievably in the first round, right? Which just tells you that the regular season means nothing. Let's be honest. In the National Hockey League, the regular season means diddly squat. All you got to do is make the playoffs and you have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. That's really the bottom line. And the Boston Bruins, who had this historic regular season, who won more games than anybody, more points than anybody in the history of the league, they go down in flames in the first round and blow a 3-1 lead. They blow a one-goal lead with less than a minute to go in game seven, and they're losing overtime. What? So Bruins are out. The Lightning, who have been a major nemesis to the Rangers for how many years? They eliminated them last year. You know, they eliminated back in, eliminated them back into the 2015 season, which was the last time. But that was the last time the Rangers lost a game seven was in the Eastern Conference Finals back in 2015 when they lost two nothing. Got shut out in that game too, two nothing to the Lightning, uh, preventing the Rangers from going to back to back Stanley Cup Finals, if you remember. So, uh, you know, they were out, the Bruins are out, the Lightning are out, and now the Rangers are out. I mean, what else can you say? And I don't know where they go now. Where do they go? Where? Where? All this firepower. And like I said, Artemi Panarin was just horrible. He was horrible. He did nothing in this series but missed the net. Anytime he had a good opportunity, he basically missed the net. And I don't know what else you say. I don't know. It just, uh, it just a very, 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 very disappointing. And who knows about Gerard Gallant? I mean, he may get fired now. I mean, the Rangers, the Rangers go through coaches more than the Jets do. <laughs> they do. I mean, just think of, uh, think about this. This is all you need to know about the Rangers. This is all you need to know about the Ranger coaches over the years. The year they won the Cup now, 29 years ago, by the way, next year is going to be 30 years now without a Stanley Cup. They're already halfway, beyond halfway to the 54 years it took them to win the Cup from 1940 to 1994. So next year is going to be 30 years without the freaking cup. You know, that cup is growing hair on it now already. Let's be real about it. I mean, you know, it's a long way from Messier and Leach and Richter and Graves. A long way. Unbelievable. But they go through coaches like, you know, they like water. Like I said, they're worse than the Jets. But all you need to know is this. The one Stanley Cup the Rangers won, Mike Keenan was the head coach, and he only lasted a year. He was only there a year they won the cup. Oh, what is that? Are you kidding? 
But that's how the Rangers go through coaches. I, I, I don't even know how many. I mean, it's dizzying, right? Tortorella. Then, then who's after? I can't even remember who's after Tortorella now. I mean, they go through. I know they had David Quinn. Oh, that's right. It was, um, what's his name? Elaine Vigneault. That's right. Tortorella, Elaine Vigneault, who actually did take him to the cup final, right? Did do that. They get rid of him. They bring in David Quinn. They get rid of him. They bring in Gallant. And who knows if he's going to be gone now, too. What a disaster. It's a disaster. There's no other way to say it, right? I mean, think about it. I mean, uh, just a, just an extremely, extremely disappointing end of the season for the New York Rangers. They couldn't score on the power play. They couldn't score at all. I mean, it was it was a joke. What happened to what happened to the power play? The only guy to score the the only guy the best player in this series outside of Shostakin was Chris Kreider, right? Scored six goals. He had five power play goals. Outside of Kreider, a couple assists in game game uh, six. To set up goals for uh, Zabanajad and Tereshenko, outside of Kreider, I mean, who really played well? Tell me who that was, because there's nobody. Just Arkin. That's it. So another Ranger year goes down in freaking flames, and it goes down in flames to the goddamn Devils. Oh God, how much do you hate them? And they got a good young team. They're going to be around for a long time. This Jack Hughes, the Rangers actually did a pretty good job on Jack Hughes. I know he had three goals in the series. I thought they actually did a great job on him. They really did. But, you know, the, the, the Devils were the younger, faster team. And, and, and now if I'm the Rangers, I mean, what do I do now? What happens? You know? You know, like I said, Tereshenko's on an expiring contract. I doubt he's coming back. Kane is on an expiring contract. I doubt he's coming back. And they got really nothing out of him. I mean, he can go see you. Who cares? What do they do now? They got, to get, they got the goalie. There's no doubt. They got a great, you know, maybe the best young goalie in hockey. He's certainly one of them. If he's not the guy, where do they go with all these guys? Zabanajad, Kreider, the kid line, Fox, Keandre Miller, Jacob Trouba. What do they, what happens now, right? Trocek, who had a terrible series. Barkley Goodrow had a terrible series. What do they do? Where are they now? Where are they? Are we going to have to wait another 54 years? Well, it, well, it's only now 25 to go. We have to go have to wait another 54 years between cups for this franchise. And I know they've done a lot of winning over the last 16, 17 years. They had a lot of deep runs in the playoffs, making the playoffs just about every year. Where, where does Chris Drury go from here? And I'll be very surprised. I, I will not, I should say it this way. I will not be surprised if Gerard Gallant gets fired now. Like I said, the Rangers go through coaches like water more than the Jets go through them. I will not be surprised if Gallant uh, gets dumped now uh, in the coming days. I mean, we'll see what Chris Drury does, but just an extremely, extremely, extremely disappointing ending uh, to the Rangers 2022-2023 season. I mean, no other way to say it. And now uh, next year, it'll be 30 years since they won that at that time, elusive Stanley Cup all the way back in 1994. All right, Beningo, the Pain Podcast. You know, before we get to the Knicks, game two tonight with the Knicks in the heat in the Eastern Conference semifinals, I'll get to the Knicks in a second, but I got to bring this up because, and I'm not, I, I just saw this not too long ago on sports night, right? But the Yankees are, who are really struggling right now. They got Stanton on the, on the IL. They got Judge on the IL now. You know, they got a, 
a couple of guys in the rotation who were banged up and all of that, right? You know, Severino, right? I mean, you got guys, you know, we haven't even seen uh, Rodan yet. What's his name? Carlos Rodan yet. We haven't even seen him pitch yet for the Yankees, right? Montas, who's a disaster, whatever. But last night, and obviously this took a back seat because of the Ranger game, you know, <coughs> and all of that. <coughs> Excuse me. As I cough up yet another lung. But anyway, I know it's funny. Eh. So anyway, so I'm watching Sports Night. I didn't notice. I, all I saw was the score come up that the Yankees lost 3-2 to the Guardians. You know that team, that expansion team, the Cleveland Guardians, right? <laughs> so they just, they, they, it shows up that they lost 3-2, but I didn't know how they lost. So apparently, the, uh, Domingo Herman is pitching this unbelievable game. He's got eight, he's pitching a shutout into the ninth inning. Think about it. Think about that. Shutout into the ninth inning. He's thrown 88 pitches. The Yankees are up 2-0 in the game, okay? He gives up a hit. I forget to who. And then Aaron Boone, 88 pitches. Aaron Boone, in his infinite wisdom, and I don't know how Aaron Boone still has a job. I mean, let's be real, right? How does Aaron Boone still manage in the Yankees? How is Brian Cashman still there? You know that if the boss was still around, and I don't mean my daughter, if the boss was still around Steinbrenner, okay? If Big George was still around, may he rest in peace, and he should be in the Hall of Fame, and it's a joke that he's not. If George was still around, they would have been gone after after they got swept by Houston last year. They're gone. Boone would have been gone. Cashman would have been gone. There's no doubt about it. You could you could take it to the freaking bank. They would have been gone. But I tell you, if George was the was was the, the owner now, Boone would be fired after would have been fired last night after this game. Yankees are up 2-0. Herman is sailing. 88 pitches. Ninth inning, right? I think it was one out in the ninth inning. Gives up a base hit. Here comes Boone to take him out. What? How do you possibly take this guy out of the game? And, of course, what happens is Cleveland promptly puts up three runs against the bullpen, right? They wind up winning it when uh, Wandy Peralta walks the – Walks in the winning run with the bases loaded, as it turns out. Cleveland goes on to win three to two. Are you and then and then Boone is talking after the game about well, you know, his velo went down. His velo. What do you mean his velo? His why don't you say he wasn't? How about how about saying it this way, Aaron? Instead of his velo went down, sounds like he had something happen in his stomach. You know, <laughs> my velo dropped. <laughs> How about saying this? And I'm not even a Yankee fan, but this bothers the hell out of me. It really does. And I feel bad for all my Duke and JJ and all the, the, the big Yankee fans out there, all my buddies that are Yankee fans, right? I feel bad for these guys. I really do. But tell, tell me, instead of saying, why don't you just say, look, look, he wasn't throwing as hard as he was the inning before. Maybe that. But I mean, what, how about Aaron? How about coming out and say, hey, I effed up. I should have never taken him out of the game. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I cost the Yankees a game last night. How about saying that? Nah. His velo was down. We felt it was the right decision. Well, you know, it wasn't. I'm, thank God this, and I don't think Buck would do that. I don't, I, I don't think Buck, although you never know because you know how these managers are in baseball anymore. But, I mean, the Yankees who are struggling as it is, like I said, they got two of their biggest play. The biggest player, Aaron Judge, is out. Stanton's out. He's got all these guys that are hurt and all this stuff, right? 
You're struggling as it is. You just got beat up in Texas. A bad game for Nesta Cortez on, on Sunday. And you take Herman out after 88 pitches with one out in the ninth inning, cruising along on a 2 nothing shutout after he gives up a measly hit. You deserve to lose the game. You know what? The Yankees deserve to lose. And how the hell does Aaron, Aaron Boone still have a job? Tell me. Unbelievable. You know, Hal Steinberg, Hal, are you awake? Are you watching your team? Do you really give a damn? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, the, the, the Cashman's been there for over 20 years. And I know he's been, look, Brian Cashman has been a tremendous GM. I'm not going to say he hasn't. No doubt he has. One of the best. One of the best. But you know what? It's time to go. It's time for a new look there with the Yankees. And how Aaron Boone is still there. You got to be kidding me. Unbelievable. It's like he's got a job. And I, he's a nice guy, Boone. Don't get me wrong. But it's like he's got a job for life, too. But that last night, that was unforgivable, what happened last night at Yankee Stadium. And I'm not even a Yankee fan. I mean, come on. I mean, I could, you know, really care less about the Yankees. But last night, when that happened, that was glaring. And I feel for all my Yankee fan buddies out there, man. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Beningo, the Oda Paint Podcast. Let's get my sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company, my good buddy Mike Jones. You know the deal. I think May 19th, the bosses has said, right, that May 19th is the next uh, uh, show we're going to do. Uh, we're working on a guest for uh, right now, a surprise guest. I won't say his name. Hopefully he's going to get it. He's going to do it. We'll see. Anyway, the Hackensack Brewing Company, you know where it is. Uh, it's right off Route 4 in uh, beautiful Who Needs a House Out in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, the tap room's open 430 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey, right behind the tombstone and tombstones. And there is a new tombstone. It says, rest in peace, 2223 New York Rangers. <laughs> Brutal. With a picture, right, of Artemi Panarin on it, okay? <laughs> because he was basically dead in this series against New Jersey. So that's, there you go. But go check it out. Go see Mike Jones. Go see TJ, the whole, the whole Mishpuka, as I say there. Herb, Andre, everybody over there. Make sure when you go there, you try my Oda Payne beer. We've got the new packaging, the Met colors, the orange and blue Met colors for the baseball season. Mets with a, sw- a sweep, with a uh, split yesterday at a doubleheader uh, with the Braves. That second game, they won 5-3, a game they had to have, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, check out my Oda Payne beer. And, of course, during the football season, you'll see the Jet colors in uh, green and white. So uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, but you got to go check out the Oda Payne beer. Mention my name when you go there and everything, the whole deal. Like I said, May 19th looks like it's going to be the next live podcast. Uh, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Go check it out. Tell them I sent you. Of course, I needed discount tire. Was there yesterday. Had to get an oil change. Uh, had to get the car. You need a car inspected. You can get it there, too. I didn't even know that until yesterday. We need we needed our car inspected and got it done very easily at a needed discount tire. So if you need that, you can get it done there, too. See Johnny, my son. See Ari, his outstanding boss. See everybody over there. You need anything you need. You need tires. You need work done in your car. Like I said, you need your car inspected. The place to go, Anita Discount Tire. Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Again, tell them that I sent you. And, of course, DraftKings, you want to bet on anything, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs, the baseball, the golf. How about me actually hitting? How about this? In my pool, 
I'm in this pool with my buddy Tommy Keenan's pool that's got, you know, 87 guys in it. And what you do is every week you pick, you know, you got a different tournament every week on the PGA Tour, not the Live Tour, but the PGA Tour, right? And every week you got to, you know, pick a guy, you know, to win the tournament. And it's all based on the win. It's all based on how much money the guy makes and all of this, whatever. Well, anyway, I actually hit this past week in the Mexico Open. I had Tony Finau and he won. How about that? Now I was in 24th place in this in this uh, uh, pool or whatever you want to call it. 24th place going into the Mexico Open. So hopefully I made a nice jump here with the win with Finau. I actually got two wins this year. I won with John Rahm earlier in the year at. Riviera at the Genesis, and now I win with Finau at the uh, Mexico Open. So I think it's the first time that I've been in the pool that I've actually won twice. Uh, and there's still a lot of golf to go. we got three majors coming up in a couple of weeks, the PGA at Oak Hill. And this week we got the Wells Fargo at uh, Quail Hollow in North Carolina with all the big names in it. Rory's in it. Speed's in it. Uh, Rahm is in it. You know, the JT, Justin Thomas is in it. You know, you go right down, you know, Max Homer, everybody. All the uh, big names in the PGA, Scotty Scheffler will be in it. So uh, that's a real good tournament, the Wells Fargo down in Quail Hollow. We'll see how I'm going with who I'm going to pick this week. But if you want to bet golf, the baseball, whatever you want to bet, the way to go is DraftKings. And they have uh, re-upped with us for next year as well in the football season. So, uh, uh, you know, if you want to bet on anything, in-game betting, whatever you want to do, DraftKings is the way to go. All right. Beningo, the Yoda Payne Podcast. Now, the Knicks play game two of their series tonight uh, against Miami. They lost game one at the Garden uh, on a Sunday afternoon. And, uh, look, I'll tell you what, and, of course, Julius Randle out. Now, I, I'm hearing, too, that Brunson's got an injury now, too, something with his foot. There is no way they could win without Randle and Brunson. I mean, without Brunson, forget it, and now you throw Randle into it, forget that. So we'll see if they play or not tonight in game two. But here's something to remember, Knicks fans, all right? And this this always this is why I'm very concerned about this series now. The Knicks have never won a playoff series when they lost game one at home. Never. They're 0-7 all time when losing games game one of a playoff series at home. So keep that in mind. Remember, they lost two years ago when they lost to Atlanta, they lost game one at home. Ten years ago when they lost to Indiana in this same uh, uh, second round of the playoffs, they lost game one at home. Uh, there's so many, I mean, I could break them all down, but we'll just go with those two of recent times. Uh, they need to, you know, obviously they need to win tonight, but I can't feel good about this. I, I just don't, I didn't like what I saw. Uh, they did a great job. Knicks came out on fire. RJ Barrett was on fire in game one. Uh, looked like he was off and running to have a big game. And he did, he scored 26 points, but they really, th- this game turned really late in the second quarter. And then in the second half, they did a phenomenal job on Brunson. Every time uh, uh, Jalen Brunson got in the paint, there were three guys from the Heat all over him. Um, you know, he, he, he self-admittedly said he had a bad game, even though he scored 26 points as well. But, you know, and the Knicks aren't beating you shooting threes. There were seven for 34 on three-point shots, and that's not their game. You know, they got to go to the basket. You know, Brunson getting in the paint, Barrett going to the basket. They win by getting offensive rebound putbacks. Mitchell Robinson specifically, you know, the guy with that, Josh Hart. Both Robinson and Hart did not have good games in game one. <clears throat> I know I know Robinson still, what do you have? I think he had 
like 13 rebounds or whatever in the game. But he wasn't the guy he was in the Cleveland series. Now, Cleveland stinks. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers were extremely overrated. Donovan Mitchell, I mean, give me a break. I mean, thank God the Knicks didn't trade for him. But the Knicks were not the same team on the glass. You know, the second chance points were just not there the way they were in the Cleveland series. They got beat. How many times did you see in this game, Kevin Love get a big rebound, right? And then throw one of these West Unsell uh, cross-court passes, you know, outlet passes to a, an open Jimmy Butler or whoever for an easy layup. I mean, you saw that about three or four times in the second half in this game. And how about the game Kyle Lowry had? You know, I said this to my buddies. I said the best Villanova player on the floor was Kyle Lowry. You know, it wasn't Brunson. It wasn't Hart. Kyle Lowry killed the Knicks in this game. 18 points, made a ton of big shots. And that's what Jimmy Butler, remember Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle in the second half of this game and stayed in the game. And the Knicks really never took advantage of it. Thibodeau never, you know, never tried to run place to go at Butler. So we'll see what happens tonight. But I, I got a bad feeling. I don't know if Randall's playing tonight. Uh, I'm assuming that Brunson is still going to play, even though he's banged up. And if they lose tonight, it's over. I mean, I don't think they're winning the series now anyway. You know, you lose game one at home, and I just documented it to, to you. The Knicks have never won a series when they lost game one at home. And you could say, well, they're due. And this is a different team, and I get all that. But history tells me that it's not going to happen. And God knows, if they lose tonight, it's over. It's, it's going to be a short series if they don't find a way to win tonight in game two at Madison Square Garden. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Miami's good, man. They got all these three-point shooters. They can kill you. I mean, and that's without Tyler Hero, who's out with a broken hand or whatever. He's sitting on a bench with a cast on his hand. So <clears throat> you're a Knicks fan. You got to be worried about this series. They need to come back on win tonight. They need more out of Brunson. They certainly need to shoot the three better than they have so far. How about how about the fact that Thibodeau, Obi Toppin, who had a solid game in game one, right? He had 18 points in a game. He's the only guy that could hit a three. Of the seven threes they hit, Toppin hit four of them. So Thibodeau, in his, and I'm not, look, I think Tom Thibodeau's a great coach, no doubt. But Obi Toppin doesn't see the light of day for the last 10 minutes of the game. Why? Why did he sit him for 10? He went with this small lineup. You know what? Hey, hey, memo to you, Tom. It didn't work. Okay? Here's the one guy that's hitting threes. And I think he was four for 11 on a night for three in three on threes, Toppin. So you don't play him for the last freaking 10 minutes of the game? What, what was that? Come on. Give me a break. Well, we'll see what happens tonight. Obviously, game two, must-win game. No other way to say it. Knicks lose tonight, they're done. I don't think they're coming back to win the series now either because of what happened in game one. We'll see. But if they don't win tonight, done, see ya, finished. They'll be quickly uh, playing golf with the uh, their buddies uh, with the Rangers. But we'll see what, what happens tonight. Game two with the Garden, 730. And uh, we'll see if they can find a way to win this game tonight. Hopefully you'll see Randall play. I don't love Randall, but they certainly missed Randall in game one. They missed his ferocity going to the basket. They missed his uh, rebounding ability, you know, his ability to hit threes. They missed all that, and they missed Randall. I don't know if they can win this series without him. So we'll see what happens tonight. But game two, 7.30 tonight at the uh, at Madison Square Garden. All right, the Mets split a doubleheader yesterday with Atlanta. Uh, lost the first game 9-8. to eight. Uh, Reyes, Denny Reyes, whatever his name is, was brutal as a spot starter. And the Mets are getting all their guys back, though. Looks like this week they play the Tigers starting tonight in Detroit. Max Scherzer is going to pitch tomorrow. 
And Justin Verlander, how about this, is going to make his Met debut on Thursday afternoon in Detroit. Uh, Scherzer and uh, Verlander back where they originally started. You know, uh, Scherzer originally, I think, actually, I think Scherzer originally was with Arizona and got traded to Detroit. But Verlander, you know, played most of his career with the Detroit Tigers. So he'll open uh, his Mets uh, career uh, in Detroit against the Tigers. But a nice win by the Mets bouncing back after they lost that game 9-8 in the first game. Nice bounce back win. They win it 5-3. to three. Again, they really had a win, and, and Buck managed it that way. Um, they, had a, it was, they were 2-4 and four on his homestand to begin with, losing two games to um, Montre- Montreal, right? Uh, Freudian slip to Washington, and then the two games to Atlanta, first two games of the series. Of course, one of the games was rained out. They'll make it up as a doubleheader in August. But uh, they needed this win. Huge hit. His biggest hit so far of his young Met career for Francisco Alvarez, who got a two-run double that put the Mets ahead 4-3 in the late innings. And then how about David Robertson, who's been phenomenal? He really has. Uh, A six-out save for Robertson to close it out, and the Mets win at 5-3. They got an insurance run in the eighth inning on a solo home run from Jeff, Jeff McNeil. And you know what? How about this? Brett Beatty is really starting to hit now for the Mets. He had a good doubleheader yesterday. I think he had three hits in a doubleheader, hit his second home run of the year uh, so far in the first game of the doubleheader. Beatty is really starting to come on, and it looks like they got something with these two young guys, Brady, uh, Beatty and Alvarez. So Mets open a three-game series tonight in Detroit. Like I said, Scherzer will pitch tomorrow. Joey Lucchese, who had that great game against the Giants uh, last week in San Francisco, will open the series tonight. Scherzer tomorrow, Verlander making his Met debut on Thursday, and the Mets sitting right now at 16 and 13. Uh, as bad as it's been, and as bad as the uh, pitch and the uh, sh- the injuries to the rotation have been, the Mets are sitting there still three games over 500, and uh, at 16 up and 13 down. And uh, good job salvaging the second game of that doubleheader yesterday. All right, everybody have a great week. The weather is just absolutely horrendous. Have a great week. Uh, I will talk to you on Friday. And as always, everybody, enjoy the uh, Nick game tonight. Hopefully they win game two. Enjoy all the baseball. All the love.